City Talk UK with Michelle Livesey. Mental health in children has been hitting the headlines a lot recently due to the shocking numbers of young people calling helplines for support and even going on to take their own lives. It's prompted one mum to take matters into her own hands after she lost her son to suicide. And it seems, together with our support, she's making headway. Our reporter and campaigner, Rosanna Austin, has the story. Daniel Long from Leeds ended his own life at 15 because he got so stressed revising for his GCSEs. We he teamed up with his family to launch our Problem Shared campaign, calling for every school to have a counsellor. Now it's got national backing as councils across England ask the government to give schools the cash to make it happen. Daniel's mum, Emma, told me she's pleased it's in the spotlight. I have thought that I'm just fighting this battle by myself. I have thought of that at times. But from the response that I've had, I know that we need councillors in schools. I know that we do. 200 school children take their life each year just to exam pressure and Daniel was one of them. What does this campaign mean to you? It means a lot because um, if you could have met Daniel, he was really, really, he was such a good kid Um, and, you know, he wanted to be a lawyer and he would have become a really good lawyer but he was just so, so stressed. I wouldn't want another family to to go through what I've been through because it doesn't get any easier. You just survive the days. Well, as pressure mounts on the government, we asked the PM what she's doing about it. We've already started a pilot to ensure that there is a trained member of staff in every school, trained in mental health. Now, this is being rolled out and it's making, I think, can make a huge difference. So, yes, we recognise the need to have that support in schools. The local government associations say that's not enough, though. Councillor Richard Watts from the group says children need to get support quicker. We think that children often waiting 18 months for vital support as they are at the moment is far too long. They're now asking for 5% of the funding set aside for young people's mental health to be spent on making sure every school has a counsellor. One of the killers of James Bulger has been jailed again after being caught with indecent images of children for a second time. John Venables also had a so-called child abuse manual on his computer, which the judge called a vile document. It comes just days after the country marked 25 years since the toddler's murder. Here's his mum, Denise. They never done any time in a proper prison at all. From the young offenders, they were released with new, new names and, you know, new lives sort of thing. Um, so I just feel like being let down, or more importantly, James was let down. Well, this time, Venables has been handed three years behind bars. A spokesman for Denise has described that as a farce. City Talk UK. It's hoped late cancer diagnosis will soon become a thing of the past, thanks to the rollout of a brand new scheme to catch the disease early. It's a digital programme that's been developed by specialists, and it's designed to help GPs spot symptoms quicker. Our reporter Francesca Flynn's been looking into it. Late diagnosis is a massive problem, especially in Greater Manchester, where we have the second worst rate for cancer being spotted late. But here at the Christie, they're trying to find ways to stop that. I've been speaking to Dr Catherine Heaven, who's behind the scheme. Ultimately, we know that we need to change cancer outcomes. The biggest thing that's going to change cancer outcomes long term is preventing people from getting cancer. But we're never going to be able to do that 100%. So the next step is always to make sure people who have got signs are referred 
recovered quickly. Almost half of everyone with cancer doesn't do anything about it until it's at a later stage. So a shareable online resource is going to be available for doctors across the north to help them know what to look out for. It's based on real-life scenarios. And Catherine hopes, as well as increasing survival rates, it will help ease pressure on the NHS. Pilot work has shown that GPs are, who've used it are significantly more confident in knowing when to refer, but importantly knowing when not to refer, because what we don't want is people referring every single patient, which will then clog up the NHS systems. It's very hard for GPs to pick out which of these patients that are coming to see me have a chest infection or have a lung problem that isn't cancer and which of them, for example, might have a lung cancer. It's called Gateway C and if it continues to work here, we could see it rolled out across the rest of the country. Meanwhile, another area of the country is welcoming access to proton beam therapy. That's a pioneering cancer treatment which can target and treat tumours in the body without affecting other tissues and organs. It's already available in London and Manchester, but now the North East is getting a centre for treatment in Bedlington from next year. Tina Taus had to take her seven-year-old son abroad for treatment because it wasn't available in Northumberland, but she said now it is, it's going to make such a difference. I think it's absolutely amazing. Um... It's a pity it couldn't happen sooner, so we didn't have to go all the way to America, of course. But for people needing it uh, after us, it's absolutely fantastic that they don't have to go out of the country um, because the upheaval for the families, obviously 10 weeks is such a long time to be away from your family and the boys from school. It's, it's just going to make a massive difference to families. City Talk UK. The creators of a book which has been teaching children in Birmingham how to survive a terror attack are trying to make it available in all all schools across the country. It's been written by the same people who developed the Citizen Aid app, which tells adults how to deal with the terror threat. Our reporter, Laura Chiverton, has been taking a look. This colourful children's book has been created by doctors at Birmingham's QE. Hundreds of teachers in the city have been trained to use it in PSHE-style lessons, including at St Andrews Primary School in Bank Green. Kay Chumley is the head teacher there. If the children should have the misfortune to encounter some kind of crisis, then it's a, a tool that we can use afterwards to support them. Because in the book, it helps you get across that it isn't personal, it's not you, and that there are people out there who are going to help you. And as well as explaining the story, which is about a cat chasing mice in a school, also gets children thinking about the best ways to stay safe. Andy Thurgood co-wrote the book. We wanted to get that message across to children in a way that didn't frighten them. How they respond to it, how they can run, how they can hide and how they tell the police what's going on in a gentle way introduces them to that sort of grown-up way of dealing with an emergency. The team at Citizen Aid are now writing to businesses to try to raise £100,000 so they can roll it out nationwide. City Talk UK with Michelle Livesey. Now, we're being asked to spare a thought for one of the most iconic animals in British wildlife, as new figures show a rather prickly predicament for their population. Hedgehog numbers are on the decline. Our reporter Victoria Glover has more on this one. The humble hedgehog is known as the timid, prickly creature that hides at the bottom of the garden under a pile of leaves, or for wearing a pink top and a pinny. If you remember Beatrix Potter's Mrs Tiggywinkle, they were also the stars of this road safety campaign from the millennium. You gotta stop and think and you'll be king of the road. 
Well, since this advert was made, their numbers in the countryside have plummeted by half. I've been along to the Chorley Hedgehog Rescue Centre to find out why. Hi, my name's Jeanette Jones. I own Chorley Hedgehog Rescue. We currently have over 250 hedgehogs. I'm a fully qualified hedgehog rehabilitator and carer. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, I am absolutely blown away by all this. We're stood in your kitchen and it is literally filled with boxes and boxes of hedgehogs this must be such a massive operation why are you so passionate about it because they're who's going to speak for them vicky who they don't deserve this a lot of it is down to human error it's our fault number one i'd say a lot of habitat change hedgehogs need hedgerows and gardens and woodlands now the councils are taking most of the land putting more housing estates up and then you've got climate change the breeding too late in the year some of them very later and later in terms of where the end point for you is what do you want to do i think the ultimate goal is here in lancashire we need to have a place where we can have every hedgehog and be given the chance of a life so that we can educate the children about our wildlife well Jeanette's looking for support to carry this on it's costing her five thousand pounds a month she gets through 60 tins of cat food every day and desperately needs foster carers and finally six five four three two Somewhere in space right now, there's a rocket carrying a sports car. The SpaceX's Falcon Heavy blasted off from the Kennedy Space Station in Florida last night, heading for Mars. It's got a Tesla sports car on board, but it's nothing to do with experiments or whether we can drive on Mars. It was the idea of billionaire backer Elon Musk. There's no point, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. It's just for fun yeah. um, and, and to get the public excited. Normally, uh, when... Uh, new rocket is tested they put something really boring on like a block of concrete or a chunk of steel or something well fingers crossed it lands in one piece that's your latest your bang up to date city talk uk